0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. You built us for relationships because you're a relational God. That within itself just melts my heart. And in that scope, the greatest of all is the gift of marriage between a husband and a wife. And so tonight, God, as we just dive into this, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that You just minister to every couple, every individual, every married couple, every single person that's here, God, and they're just being equipped. or equipping themselves. What a great gift they're giving their future spouse by equipping themselves. Whoever, wherever we are at, are at in the scale, God, thank You for tonight. May You equip us. May You strengthen us. May You release healing tonight where healing is needed. May You just give hope, maybe, where there seems to be
1: hopelessness. And uh, just release Your favor, Jesus. Let our hearts connect to Your heart.
0: Let our eyes, be, our, our eyes begin to see what Your eyes see. May we begin to think the way that You think, God. And um, we, just, we just declare health and life and joy and happiness and peace and laughter and intimacy into marriages, God, in this house. And we give You praise and honor
1: and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Yeah, I've taught this class
0: so many times the years, and normally I have a whole, just a whole um, thing that I go through, and I struggled with that today, um, and so I really felt like that I was supposed to scrap all of that and just talk with you guys, um, and I do have things, I mean, I say that and I still have seven pages, <laughs> but it's just stuff. That as I was just sitting there, I just wrote it down. This is what I see. This is what I feel. This is what we went through. This is what brought us through, and um, and I'm so I'm so grateful for that. So um, my my topic, I guess, if you were say for tonight, is going to be love, love, honor, and value. And so I I just again I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for taking the time to, if you're married. Uh, of investing into your marriage, and those of you that aren't married, investing into yourself and in investing into the possibility of that future relationship that you may have, whatever that it may be. And so, I'm grateful for that. Um, my wife, I'm so I'm real excited. She's going to be teaching next week, actually. And I don't think she's ever taught any of the marriage classes, I've done them, I've had other people do them, and She's such an amazing wife, and so I'm really excited to hear what she has. And then the third week, we have Pastors Chuck and Ashley Elliott, uh, and they are phenomenal church pastors, leaders at Bethel and Evansville. It's family, uh, but they do leadership training around the U.S. They do marriage counseling and marriage retreats. Uh, Them coming is just going to be a gift to this body. We're real excited about that on the third week. And then the last week, I'm going to step back in. I'm going to finish with a topic of let go and make love. It's going to be a great month that God's going to speak into us and grow us and strengthen us in our marriages. Tonight, I want to talk about God's design and uh, value for marriage. Um, so, if you got the bulletin or read it, we we titled this whole series of uh, building a strong marriage. Because um, one thing that you need to know for sure is um, is that it won't build itself strong by itself. So you could plan the most elegant wedding, get the most beautiful dress, spend twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 on this one day. Amen? and that is not going to sustain you and time itself is not going to build a healthy strong marriage so we need to know what this thing looks like amen and so it is a it is a lifelong process of growing of adjusting because life changes you get married typically you don't have any children unless You're in an organized boat, then you kind of start out that way, Um, but then most then you bring children on, then you get work and you get um, whatever, then you get teenagers in the house. Just every like life's so it's continually changing and growing and adjusting, and you're continually feeding it and strengthening it and forgiving. Forgiving, one of the most important things I could tell you tonight about building a strong, healthy marriage is the gift of forgiving the way Jesus has forgave us. Because as beautiful or handsome and strong as that person is that you're connected to, they are human, and they're going to have fault in them. Every one of us. Amen? So it's going to we, we, that's part of it. That's part of us going through this thing together. So it's work. It's hard at times. But some of us that have been married for a long time, can we testify that it's all been worth it? It's all been worth it. Every bit of it has been worth it. So as we get started, um, no matter where you are in this beautiful gift that we have been given in relationships, and especially especially as we enter into marriage, um, and tonight some are still on their personal journey, waiting for God to bring that right person into your life. Um, Some are dating or maybe engaged. Some are newly married. Um, Others have been married for 30-plus years here tonight. Um, But no matter where you're at in that scale, um,
1: in in those that are married, um, focus on your marriage. Begin, begin establishing a
0: strong foundation right now. And one of the things I, I felt like I heard the Lord say when I was just writing things down today is that you, you can't change the past, but you can always change what's ahead. Lori and I have had good, and we've had bad. And our bad, we couldn't change it. Once it happened, once I did it, once she did it, once we both did it, whatever the case was, we couldn't change it. But the one thing that we could change is how we went to bed. And how we woke up the next day. And how we handled it. And how we faced it. And so, for some of you younger ones, I say this is just such an important, an important, important part of of growing is focusing on your marriage and knowing that you can't always change things that happen along the way. You're going to have stumbles. You're going to have faults. You're going to have times of hardship in there. And, uh, and, and, but you can change where you go from there. Like everyone, you can change. As you forgive, as you heal, as you learn together, you grow. Lori and I will be married uh, 35 years um, this April 23rd. Um, we were high school sweethearts. If if some of you don't know, we got new people in, but we were high school sweethearts. She chased me down. She married up. God's good.
1: (laughs) We were married at 17 years old with a child. She was 16. The odds were against us. I can still remember our wedding and how we had people there to support us, but
0: I can remember some of the looks on their face like,
1: oh, we're happy for you. Really, can't you? Yeah. And rightfully so. Somewhat. But I'm going to tell you, God's good. No matter where you start or how it starts, if you turn to God and if
0: you put God first in this thing called marriage, there's nothing he can't do. <laughs> Come on. He takes ashes and he makes beautiful things out of it. Amen. And uh, and let me tell you she has put me through some stuff. I'm not lying to you. I am not I am not going to lie. <laughs> but honestly, it's been a beautiful journey and I I feel like I I just wanted to I just feel like I need to be. I was just going to be personal with you guys tonight.
1: Um, I'm I'm 53 and she's 27. <laughs>
0: We've been married 35 years. So Lord forgive me, but I do have to go home. So I'm using wisdom here, but I, I can I can honestly say I feel like I'm more in love today than
1: I have ever been. After thirty-five years, and uh, we had to fight to get where we are—not each other. Well, I mean, sometimes, (laughs) but we had to fight. Come on. I don't want to scare young people off, but I'm—I'm just saying, marriage isn't easy. Man,
0: maintaining relations, maintaining friendships, isn't easy because we're human. We let each other down. Then you get married, then you move in together, you think you know everything about one another, you know anything about one another. Then you, you think that, you're, that they're supposed to be like you and you're supposed to be like them, and then you want them to become like you, but they're never going to be you, so then they want you to be them, and that's not going to work either. So all of a sudden, we got a dilemma.
1: We got rings on. <laughs> what, did I ha- what happened? <laughs> what did
0: I get myself into? And then you realize you were never supposed to be the same. Then you realize that, that your strengths are often their weaknesses, and your weaknesses are their strengths. And then you start trying to figure out that you both just compliment each other down the road. And then whether you're different, just needs to be okay. And then you stop putting these false expectations out there that you can't meet up to, and you just start loving one another for your differences and champion one another. And I'm like, my goodness, guys. I could tell you that after 35 years, if I could go back and would do one thing, from day one, I would be her cheerleader.
1: And I, I would I would never, never expect her to be like my mom. Because we do. Often. Because that's what we know of. Or our dads, or whatever that it is. Like, no, be you, man. And
0: then I'm gonna be me, and together we're gonna to grow into this beautiful thing that God's called us into, and he's gonna add in and compliment, and it's gonna be amazing. And people are gonna come up to you and they're going to be like, Man, how did you get where you're at? Like how, how does it look like that? How do you guys love each other so richly and so deeply? And so I gotta keep going. I'm just talking
1: Jesus help. We had to go through some stuff because we didn't always have God in the center of our marriage.
0: And even okay, even when we did have guidance in the center of our marriage, we still both messed up. We still both have failed each other in different ways, or let each other down, or disappointed one another, or whatever that it is.
1: We've hurt each other through life. We've disappointed each other. We've. I'm gonna say that there were times, especially early on, that both of us felt like quitting. But we never did
0: because it was never an option to us.
1: It was never in our vocabulary. The Word never even existed to us. No matter how hard it was, how difficult that thing would have been for us to get through. We were in this thing, for better or for worse.
0: What that is is a lifeline that even when things are, feel hopeless, there's hope in it.
1: Because in the end, if we don't have feelings to hold on to, we had covenant. Come on. We had covenant to hold on to. For those of you that
0: aren't married just yet, you need to make sure that as you start entering into that relationship, that it's with someone that's going to put God first because it's going to be that covenant that they have with Him and with you that's going to hold you together. That's why God says not to be an yoked. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to jump off of that, but I
1: don't feel like it, but I'm going to press through. God, do it. Don't go there. I just want to say once you put the rings on and once you make that covenant, guys there can't ever be no looking back.
0: You look forward. You look to God. You're looking up all the time. All the time. All the time. And then you do the things that God gives us to do in His Word and it's going to be not an easy peasy journey because marriage isn't always butterflies, popsicles, and roses. Come on. But He's going to sustain you through it when we do it His way. When we get in trouble is when we stop doing it His way. Everybody good? Am I doing okay? Because I, I just feel like I'm off my normal
1: how I would handle this, but I just, I'm going to do this. So here we go. Uh, anyways. Now we're
0: almost 35 years into it this, this April. I want to go somewhere real nice.
1: You do? Can you pick up any overtime shifts? We'll talk about that later.
0: All I can tell you is, is there's been some tough things that we've gone through, but my goodness, where we're at today in the good times so far outweigh any storm that we had to go through to get where we're at today. And I believe it's just going to get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and better and better
1: every year. Amen?
0: Um, so let me just say this. If you want to work on your marriage, just, just I'm switching gears, so you've got to kind of hang with me tonight because I'm kind of going to be shotgunning things out there. So I just
1: transitioned if you missed it.
0: So let me say this. If you want to work on your marriage,
1: work on yourself. This is one thing I've learned after 35 years. And I've I've prayed and prayed for God to fix Lori. Fasted. Everything. If you want to work on your marriage, work on yourself.
0: Because the healthier you are, the healthier marriage will be. And oftentimes when we're unhealthy, we put, Unreasonable expectations on our wife or our husband to meet
1: something within us that's off that only God can feel and it will create a great valley <laughs> in in your relationship if you're
0: not careful and so you want a healthy marriage focus on getting yourself healthy how are you where's Where are you at? Uh, Allowing God to heal the things, being honest with Him, repenting, confessing, being open, getting help, um, doing what you need to do to press in to get yourself as healthy and as strong as, as, as you can be. Amen? Emotionally and spiritually. Let's talk about God's design real quick. It is already 726.
1: I'm just gonna read Genesis. Is that okay? Because don't you feel like the beginning's a good
0: place to go? And so, in Genesis, in chapter two, and verse eighteen through twenty-five, I'm just gonna read this for me. You. you can just listen if you want. I'm gonna read a few more. But in Genesis two and eighteen, God said, "It's not good that man." There's there's a couple. We we know this, but there's a couple words that stood out to me. God said, It's not good that man should be alone. And I just want to say, Amen, God. Someone make him a helper comparable to him.
1: Out of the ground the Lord God uh,
0: out, of, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them and whatever Adam called each living creature uh, that was its name. So if you don't like the names of anything, you should talk to Adam about that when you get there. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds, the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there
1: wasn't found a helper that was comparable. This word comparable is pretty important, I think. Don't you? Don't you think that word comparable, like we should probably pray about that and study that out? So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and He slept and He took one of His
0: ribs and He closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, He made into a woman and He brought her to the man. Of course, we could go on about the whole rib and the side by side and not the foot or any of this, but we're not going to. But then God said, this is now bone of my bones, it's flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, now watch this, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. He'll be joined to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. Man and a woman under, under ordained by God in covenant will come together as husband and wife. And they'll become one flesh. And they were both naked. The man and his wife were naked and they were not ashamed. Okay. All right. So many things that I just can't touch on all of them. But isn't that beautiful? Like, isn't that familiar to us? But when you read it, isn't that just beautiful? Just the gift of marriage. Aren't you thankful that God gifted marriage? Aren't you thankful that He saw that we needed helpers? Like, I'm so grateful. Like, could you think about what, just think about life, what life would be like if we didn't have. If we didn't have the relationship of marriage, again, amazing, and God's just so good. It's God's design. But what one thing that stood out to me, and and I'll, again, I I really encourage you to kind of go back and and read through, and, and especially that word comparable. Um, but but the thing I felt like I was supposed to talk to you tonight in God's design is this word to be a helper. He made. He made a helper suitable to Him. This word, helper. You're probably going to hear this off and on over the next two to three weeks is the helping and serving. But it says a helper. To help, to help strengthen one another. A helper. Like God created marriage for us to help
1: one another. We're to help one another. Like that's just so simple. But like, if we really look into it, like I'm here to
0: help Lori. I'm not here to judge Lori. I'm not here to make her like me or make her like my mom or make her like any other pastor's wife or something that's written out in a book and blah blah blah. Like I'm I'm here to help her as a woman as my wife. And then God brought her to me because we're comparable. He brought us together. And that she is that helper. So we are, we're helpmates to one another. Like, man, if we just stopped everything right now and said, what if we just lived every day as helpmates? Not as judges, not being critical of one another, not putting an over amount of expectation on one another because we lack so much because we're lacking our relationship with God, right? But like, just truly learning to, to fill this the biblical role. Of waking up every day and like being helpers. Helpers. Isn't that powerful? I know. I know. I know. I know. You thought that I was just going to bring something really new and deep revelation to you
1: today. And I'm like, go be a helper. Be a helper tomorrow. How can I help you? Like, what can I do to make your day easier?
0: Probably just get up and leave. <laughs> go to work, Scott. Everything will be good. No, like, how can I help you? How
1: can you help me? Like, how can we help? How can we encourage one another? It sounds simple, but
0: I'll probably not see anyone else's weaknesses more than I see
1: my wife's weaknesses because I'm not closer to anyone else the way that I am to her. We're together all the time.
0: Come on. And, and the same with me, and vice versa. So often, then those things are the things that we like hone in on. It's like, man, God wants to break that off. God just, I just feel like God wants to just break that off so we can truly be helpers, helpers, like truly help. This is, I'm just giving you God's design, man. And then it goes on, and, and it said, and the two, the two, the husband and the wife, the man and the woman, right? shall become one flesh. First of all, for those of you that are unmarried, you shouldn't be one flesh until you're married, so stop it. Like the church preaches really good about homosexuality, but we're okay with you coming and living together and having sex outside of marriage. It's unbiblical. It's damaging. And you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, you're impacting the favor of God on your life. So I love you. I bless you. I will walk with
1: you but don't sleep together outside of marriage. Amen? Okay. Just in side note. Sorry. Not sorry. But isn't that good? Okay. So the two shall become
0: one flesh, husband and wife. Now there's, there's different things that are added to this, so you've got to look into this a little bit. Again, I could really, I could really unpack this, but...
1: Um, it's this one flesh thing is so much because it is physical.
0: It is the, it is the first time that a man and woman should come
1: together in physically, physically, right? We'll talk about that later. Become one, literally become one flesh.
0: There's something that happens through physical intimacy that can only happen through physical intimacy. There's a depth and a level of exchange of the soul between physical intimacy that can't be done any other way. And it's why it is to be kept and preserved for the marriage bed and the marriage bed only. And for the marriage bed, it's a beautiful thing. Chuck and Ash are going to be teaching on keeping the marriage bed pure, so I'm going to move on. Is everybody okay? Am I doing okay? Okay. Um, so it's physical, it's meant, it's mentally being one, mentally being one. It's being so connected that we're not mind readers, and, and I could that's a whole nother. But stop expecting your spouse to read your mind. If you want something, ask them for it. If you need something, tell them. Like we could we could because we get so upset sometimes because they don't know what we're thinking. Then they're not giving they're not they're not meeting that need or they're not doing this. I'm like, well, how about you just say something? Probably a good idea. Let them know how you're feeling. Let them know what you're going through, this or that or whatever. But yet still this oneness is physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it is it's a soul connection that happens through the gift of covenant in marriage between the husband. I'm just talking about God's design for marriage. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's meant to be the deepest human relationship that you'll have on earth between a husband and wife. Like on earth, marriage is meant to be the deepest human connection that you'll have. That says a lot. Because the connection that we have as, as fathers with our children and as mothers with our children, I mean, that's
1: deep. But let me tell you what, that will never get as deep as it could go if the depth of your relationship with your spouse isn't deeper.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Is that okay? Okay. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. he who finds a wife finds a good
1: thing <laughs> obtains favor from the Lord. It's God's design. Amen? Alright. You ready? I'm shifting again. Is that okay? So now I've talked about, about God's design. I want to talk about priority because this is really what God put on my heart to, tonight. Uh... Your marriage, if you're married now, or if you're looking to be, planning to be, your marriage should be the top priority in your life.
0: Never stop protecting it, and never stop investing into your marriage. In the good times and in the hard times. Now, it's often easy to invest when, when, when we're in lollipops and roses and daisies. But when we're in a desert a little bit, then we want to stop investing. But yet, probably when we're in the desert, we should start investing even more because that's what's going to bring the water in. Does
1: that make sense? But you know what we do. Everybody knows what we do, right? Oh, yeah, you do. All right. Well, I'll move when she moves. Oh, you no, you didn't. Like I didn't start this. You started that. You know. So you're like, "Mm mm-hmm. You know. You call me
0: when you're ready. You text me when you're ready, and I'll kind of somewhat respond. You know, I'm tiptoe into it, but you better. You're gonna have to break way past this barrier. Like like, we do this kind of stuff. I'm just being real with it. I mean, none of you all do because y'all are perfect. But most people do. I do. You know. And I'm like, well, what, what? What are we really doing here? Because if you take, if you go all the way back to God's design, I'm her helper. So whether she's doing things right or whether she's doing things wrong, or I am whether she's meeting my expectations or not, man, I've got to step up and help her. And the more I help her, the more she's going to help me, right? And so it's like we just understanding that we're in this thing and making it a priority, no matter where we're at, you know, in that day or in that week, or no matter what we're going through, how good it is or how hard it is that like, like, just understanding God's design and what we entered into, and whether it's your are six months in, a year in, five years in, or almost 35 years in, are you going to make your marriage a priority today? And if you're single, those of, those of you that are here single, it's like, hey, if, you, if you're thinking about entering into a relationship and into marriage, are you at a place in your life where you're mature enough, where you're ready to stop being selfish. Because there, nothing about marriage can be selfish. Like I, the, One of the first things I ask are you done? When someone comes in for pre-marriage counseling, one of the first things I'm going to ask you is, are you done? Do you need more time? Like, Do you need more time to be selfish? Because if you do, it's okay. Just tell me. Tell them. And we'll, pro, we'll postpone all this stuff. And then you, you continue to go on But when you're ready to be selfless, and only until you're ready to be selfless are you ready to be married. Come on. It's just a biblical pattern that God is giving us, man. And we've got to step into this thing of realizing that we're ready no matter what we're going through to put the other person above ourselves. Amen? Okay. Everybody good? Everybody say priority. We're going to make relationships, our marriage, marriage, an absolute priority. It's going to come before anything else, other than, let me give you the biblical structure. Are you ready for the biblical structure? Here's the biblical structure
1: Jesus should be the very first, most important thing in your life. No one
0: ever comes before him, it's Jesus. Because he is the only one that can truly feel every other relationship that you have funneling down. Friendships, uh, marriage, parenting, whatever that it is, it's Jesus. So I said earlier that if you want to, st- if you want to build, if you want to strengthen your marriage, I said focus on yourself. And the key to that is, is focus on your relationship with Jesus because everything flows out of that. So, here's
1: the biblical pattern. It's Jesus. And then, what's next? If you're married, it's your spouse. Period. It's Jesus.
0: It's your marriage. It's your husband. It's your wife.
1: And then it's your children. Jesus, spouse, children, Figure it out from there. Ministry, work, yard, laundry, fishing,
0: motorcycle ride. I mean, actually, that kind of comes up a little bit, like number three, but it's all right there. But main thing is, you got
1: Jesus, and then you got your marriage. How many of us could be
0: honest here tonight and say that things would change? in our marital relationships, if we put Jesus first and our spouse second? Like, if we just left here tonight and changed that, how many, how many of us could testify that things would probably change in our marriage? I'm raising my hand as the pastor. Anybody else? Like, if I just, okay, Jesus and my wife. Like, I'm just telling you, it's huge. We, haven't we learned a lot
1: already? Help us, God. Right? Priority. Everybody say Priority. Let's make it a priority, God. We know it, right? And then, then what about this children thing? Let me just say, other than your relationship
0: with Jesus, your marriage should take top priority over everything else. Everything that you do, everything else. Jesus in your marriage. It's right there. Well, what about my children, you say? What about my kids? I mean, I don't know about you, I love my kids. And our kids have been our world. But still today, my kids are all adults and I've, I would drop anything
1: for them practically. But what, about our, what about our children, you might say? Well, when you look at this biblical pattern and you have Jesus and you have your
0: spouse and then you have your children, I'm not saying neglect your children, I'm saying the greatest gift you will give your children is the is the example of a godly marriage. I'm 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 saying to you mom and to you dad that are you're exhausted, especially you younger ones that have younger kids. Ours are all older now. We got grandkids. But but being where I'm at in life, like if, I, if, I can, if I can tell you anything right now, I'm just, I'm just saying that the greatest
1: gift that you can give your children is a godly marriage. That's it. Your, your marriage will have a lasting impact on your children. All of
0: us, most of all of us in here tonight could say that our, our parents marriage
1: had an impact on us. Some good, some not good. Mine was good. I could, I could aim
0: to duplicate my mom and dad's marriages in most cases. For some of you are sitting here today and you were even afraid to enter into marriage because of what you've seen growing up. God, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be hurt like that. That's just it. But I, I stand before you today and say, God's so much bigger than that. And their story doesn't have to be your story. Come on, because he's got a helper for you. But, but but why don't we do? Why don't you do your marriage right, where your kids could look at your marriage and say, "I want my marriage to look like that." Like you 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 example godly marriage in your home, amen. Show them what affection looks like. Let them learn affection, and them. make them sick.
1: We had
0: we a had grand... I don't know if you remember this, but like a week or two ago, Selah was at our house for something and we were taking her somewhere and I hugged Lori and I kissed her. and Okay, well then I smacked her on the butt or something. <laughs> and and Sayla was on the couch and she's like, ah, oh, that is gross. <laughs> she probably doesn't even remember that.
1: And I probably just embarrassed her. I'm sorry, honey. But uh, I think it's beautiful. I want Selah to see grandparents in love with each other. I want
0: Selah to see a mom and dad madly in love and affectionate with one another. I want them to- I want my kids and my grandkids to see what a godly marriage looks like. Amen so we've got to put this thing in balance and 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 I just want to
1: say especially to some of the younger married couples but hey guys, um, we're 35 years into this. Do
0: it now. Don't wait. This is your first year, second year, five year, ten years. Men, um, do it right now. Don't waste any time. I felt like we did it pretty good, you know. But I would go back and change some things. We would change some things if we could. But if I can tell you anything in here, guys, like grab these things, this, this, this the biblical structure, prioritizing your spouse, what God says in His design that we are there to serve one another, to be a helper, like all these things. Like, just start it right now. I know, but we're already three years in. We've already invested. You know what? Go home and start it tonight. Like, leave here tonight and say, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm probably I'm gonna probably not get it right, but I'm gonna I'm aiming, like I'm I'm pointing this direction. But if I could just say, guys, do it now. Like start it right now. Focus on your marriage now. Get the listen, get get the babysitter and take the date night now. Just do it. Those of you with young kids, just do it now. There won't, there's not there's not gonna be a better time. Life's just gonna get busier, it doesn't get slower. So Lori and I, we're empty nesters now. Our kids are gone. we got grandkids. But we're as busier busier than we ever were. So it's like, it's, 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 time isn't going to make it. So do it now. Call, call a friend. Call a church leader. Call grandma and grandpa, aunt, uncle, stranger, or you know what? Just take them to the mall. Take them to the mall. Drop them off. Whatever. Chick-fil-A, play zone area.
1: They won't know whose it is. Have a date night. Everything's good. Take the weekend trip now. We didn't have the money and we did it
0: sometimes. I don't regret it one time. Don't get in debt. Don't be silly. You can go somewhere and not spend a whole lot of money. We went camping. We did a lot of stuff. But do something. I'm just saying, do it now. Like What you need to do, do it now. You know what you need. You know where you're at, right? Like do it now. Make it make the make the priority now. Make it make it a priority, guys. Buy the couple's devotional and start it. Start it tomorrow, right? Just forgive tonight. Like, like, like do it, I'm just saying never say now. Like tonight, like right now. Just do it now. Make the plan tonight. Make it in the morning. Book the reservation at the restaurant. Call grandma in the morning. Whatever. Forgive, sit down. Like, just like now. Like, Do it now. Stop. Don't waste any more time, guys.
1: Like, Make it a priority. Do it now. Do it now. Help one another right now. Build one another up right now.
0: Be an encourager right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Whatever your needs are, do it now. You know, a lot of people don't realize how valuable their marriage is until their foundation
1: is cracked. True. Just busy, 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 going, going, going. And they don't, they don't even, they don't even realize how bad it is until
0: the foundations cry. And I don't know if you know much about about building, but foundations are costly to repair, and a lot of people aren't willing to pay the cost of repairing a foundation because it's easier to break a contract.
1: The problem is, you never signed a contract. You signed a covenant. Feel like I'm getting preachy. Stop it. Well, I am. A, I can't help it. Everybody good? Smiles. Cheese. You're taking a picture. Thank you. Fake smiles.
0: If you take anything away from tonight, I want it to be the urgency of making your marriage a priority. I have not always made
1: my Marriage a priority. I've made... There's been times where ministry was a priority. Uh, There's been times where I was my own priority. Um, Whatever. Um, But I want my
0: marriage to be a priority. Because if my marriage is a priority, nothing underneath that's going to be healthy. Come on. Everybody good? And for those who are not married yet here tonight, it'll be asking the question at some point before you enter into that covenant, am I and are they willing to make each other a top priority? Am I, am I making my heart and my life vulnerable to someone that's going to make me a priority? Like, you, better, you need to make sure that you can answer that question. And the answer to that question is going to be, is Jesus first in their life? Amen? Okay. Let's cover some more things. You guys good? I just want to say, your marriage is the most valuable thing you have on this earth. Most valuable thing you have on this earth. I have a story that I would like to share, but I do not have time. Therefore, I will not. But invest into it
1: and protect it. Okay? Invest into it and protect it. Okay, I'll do a quick synopsis of it. I read a story about a guy and his
0: wife and they travel, they do marriage retreats and all this stuff, very well known nationally, worldwide, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. They were somewhere and um, them and they had their kids, their five, five boys, I think, traveling with them at the time and they were somewhere and and uh, where they were at was another speaker, and the speaker was a multi-millionaire, a man very, 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 very wealthy, more money than what you could spend. Never married, no kids, no anything, nothing that the man could not buy. And somehow the two got connected. I'm just going to have to cut this way short. At the end of the story, uh, you know, the the dad, the husband, the dad of these five boys, with, you know. Financial struggles and everything else, and man, it'd be so nice to, you know, thinking about all that this man has. And, and, uh, and, uh, but at the end of the day, this billionaire, uh, came to this husband and wife and the five boys that were all sitting at a table and talked with them a little bit about their family and this and that. And before he left, the guy quoted him, and he's, and, and the man told me, he said, I will never in my lifetime be as rich as you are with what he had around that table. The most valuable thing that you will have on this earth is your marriage. And then when you add to that, if you have children, then you have children, and it's that family and that's relationship. And it's probably one of the number one things people invest into the least, and they protect
1: the least. Amen? It just is. Okay, everybody good? I read another quote this week. This is just completely separate. But I did read this quote and it stuck with me. It said, love every day like it's your last day.
0: That was kind of like sad. <laughs> I heard like, ah, that's scary. But then I thought, huh, eh. A lot of people didn't know that that was their last day. And I just thought, what if we really did leave, leave well, I wouldn't have left home today without kiss. I think I did kiss you today, didn't I? I think I did. I kissed Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sorry. laughs> okay, priorities, priorities. I think I, I, I kissed you, right?
1: <laughs> I'm going to reprocess this all through.
0: <laughs> so we all need help, guys. We all need help. What if we did? It? What if we lived every day like it was our last day? <laughs> I can't get off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm a mess. Ephesians five. I'm going to read this real quick if I can. I got to go. It's 7:55. I don't know what's happening. I got more to do. Okay, I'm just going to read this because this is actually is where I was supposed to start my start my class at because it's on love and honor. Everybody, good. Ephesians 5, verse 22. Wives, submit, your, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband's the head of the wife as also Christ is the head of the church. And He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word Rhema, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love your own wives as your own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse twenty-nine. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes. Everybody, watch this. Nourish, nourish, cherishes, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of His body of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become what? One flesh. This is a mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Verse 33, Nevertheless, nevertheless in regards to marriage then, let each one of you particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Okay, I got three minutes. This is going to be real fast. You guys ready to go? All right. Three things to pull out of this. There's a whole lot more, but here's three things love. Love as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. To love one another as Christ loved the church. Was the church perfect, anybody? And did Christ love the church anyways? Did his love ever change because of the weakness of the church? So why do we withhold love from our spouse in their times of weakness? I'm just saying. So love, love as Christ loved the church. Love uh, her, And He gave Himself. He gave His life for it. So guys, this, this is all I'm going to say about this. Love's
1: not a, love isn't a feeling. Not a feeling. Um, because feelings come and go. It's not conditional. Like love is love isn't
0: conditional. Jesus loved the church no matter where the church was at, he loved the church. So it's a constant choice. Like sometimes in marriage and relationships, like love's a choice. Even in your friendships, love's a choice. Sometimes it's easy to love them. And then they disappoint you, then they offend you, then they hurt you. Then all of a sudden love's a choice. It's the same thing in marriage, guys. I mean, through the years, we're just going to have these times where you're just going to feel all oh, ooey, gooey, mooey, and nasty and make your kids and grandkids sick because you're hugging and kissing. And in the other moment, you're not going to feel it. So love it. Like love is a choice. Like this biblical love that God's called us into when we enter into covenant is I am choosing no matter what to love them with all my heart, all my soul. Everything within me, I'm going to love them. I'm in covenant with them as I am unto the Lord. Amen? So love. You don't always feel it. But you can choose it. You can show it every day just like Jesus has done for each and us. So choose, choose love. Choose love. Show it. Express it. Like express your love every day just like Jesus does for us. Amen? Even when you don't feel it.
1: Never let the expression of your love be conditional. That's manipulation. Never let the expression of your love be conditional. Okay,
0: everybody good? Okay. Honor. Oh boy. Ready to go. Honor. Respect. As unto the Lord. Like love, honor's a choice. It should not have to be something that's earned because we, we all fall short, right? So, this is what I would say about honor. Life flows through honor. I have given glory. So many things and reasons through life not to respect me and not to honor me i've made i've made faults i've made failures i've hurt her all these things, but she entered into a covenant to respect and to honor me guys, and this is what this is where we 're at, and so it shouldn 't have to be something that 's earned because again we 're all going to fall short of it. Life flows through honor, so where honor's released, the life will begin to flow so we we often then withhold honor. Or life where life and honor is needed the most. So we hold it back because of weakness when the very thing that we can release, right, will build that honor and life back up in one another. Does that make sense to you? So honor, honor, honor. It's just, it's here, again, it's just God's structure, man. It's love and honor. And it's it's an action thing, it has to be given. You can say you love and you can say that you honor. But you know what? She can feel that. She can know that within herself. But I'm not going to receive it unless it's given. I can't receive anything that's not given to me. So we've got to, no matter where we're at, we could be a year or 50 years into marriage, don't start giving love and honor so that it can be received. Amen? Okay. Everybody good? And then, uh, so compliment. Uh, recognize, encourage, build up. Amen? This is how we help one another. And the last thing I wanted to give to you is value. Uh, so love, honor, and value. These three things are what we pull out of Ephesians. And I just want to say value marriage. Um, the value of husbands and wives. Uh, and that we can release into one another what no one else can. Like... Um, I, I'm thankful for the encouragement of so many people, but no one, no one can release into me like my wife can release into me, or vice versa. Amen. Don't don't withhold that. Okay. Um, so and, and then so when you think of value, like what you value, you protect all the time. You keep an eye on it. Um, you guard it, especially if it's fragile and it's vulnerable. Uh, and nothing is more fragile and vulnerable in today's world than, than marriage is. So why don't we protect it, right? Like, why, why aren't we watching it, right? Because it's not become as valuable as it should be. We've learned to neglect it a little bit. Matter of fact, I would go on to say that probably one of the number one killers of a healthy marriage is neglect. It's neglect. Neglect. We're busy, 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 busy. We've got ministry. We've got kids. We've got work. We've got all this stuff. We're going. We're passing. We, we might be saying hi. We might even be nice. We might even be friendly from time to time. But in the end, we're truly neglecting marriage because life consumes us. I'm going to say, you better grab a hold of it and start controlling your time before your time controls you. Right? Amen. So I just say prioritize. Make it make it valuable. Make it a priority. Don't be careless with your marriage. Don't neglect it, but value it. And I'll finish with, I'll finish with this. Um, have, you ever, have you ever, those of you that are married, have you ever had a special moment? It was a special night. Uh, a special weekend, or maybe even a special trip that just like... Breathe fire back into your marriage. Anybody? Anybody? How many of you? rest of you guys are alive. How many of you? You've gone on a weekend trip. You've had a date night. you had a special moment, right? You went on a week-long, whatever that is. Like, oh, this is awesome. Maybe your honeymoon, right? And it's like we want to relive those moments. Why do we want to relive those moments?
1: Because they connected us. But what really connected you? Was it the food at the resort? Was it the the lighting in the condo? Like what what was it? Was it the breeze coming from the beach? Which
0: it doesn't hurt anything, people. But in the day, like we want to keep trying to like get back to that place. But it was never that place. It was never that. the, the, The thing about that was was that in that moment. In that moment, you made each other a priority. In that moment, you disconnected everything else, right? And you, you wasn't going to answer your phone. You wasn't texting. You wasn't going through social media. You weren't talking. Like, you were totally focused on one another, right? Because in that moment, you are going to truly, like, put value in it. Like, why do we have to do that once a year? Twice a year or once every five years when we get enough money saved up to take a trip somewhere. Like,
1: why can't it be every day, guys? Like, really, like, why can't it be every day? Like, like whoever gets home first, when your spouse comes in, like, put the phone down. Get up off the couch. Turn away from the stove or Whatever, and walk up to them
0: and hug them because you should have missed each other through the day, right? Like we should have missed each other. I'm her today, haven't seen her all day since this morning.
1: You look cute, by the way. I like you. I like you, girl. So I'm like, what? Everybody say intentional. Let's be intentional in
0: our marriage, it's valuable the most valuable thing that you have on this earth as husband and wives is your marriage amen let's protect it let's feed it let's fuel it and let's grow in it amen and uh, and be be intentional of doing the little things that matter most amen we're, it, I, 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 I hope I, we're hoping we can go somewhere uh, on in, in April for our 35th wedding anniversary and hopefully it'll be a great week but You know what means more to me than anything is how we live our life every day. It's how we wake up every morning and it's how we go to bed every night. It's how I see her worship. It's me seeing her down here at this altar in prayer and those things and in our house. It's how we live our life every day. Amen? But making one another a priority. Amen? And so let's take these tools. I hope I said something that encouraged you and helped you, but I just wanted to place Value, the value, value, value in your marriage and invest into it. I mean, Like, do it now. Like, leave here tonight and make plans that you didn't have before tonight. Like, do something to make a difference and a change in investing into one another. Lord, bless every individual here, every single person. God, equip them and strengthen them and prepare them, God, for what you have in their future in regards to relationships and possibly marriage. And God, those that are here married today, God, I just bless them. I pray today that we leave here that marriage has a greater value to us, God, that we are going to prioritize, that we're going to protect, that we're going to strengthen, and we're going to begin to invest. And we're not going to wait. We're going to do it right now, God. And we just pray blessings and favor and growth and strength into our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.